0: Om agyanachimrandhasya gyananjanashalakaya chakshuran militam yena tasmai shri kalebaya Mahā. our subject is krishna we are here for shabanam kirtanam vishnoho hearing and chanting about vishnu vishnu means krishna Krishna is defined as much as he can be defined in one short verse. One verse that is very famous among Gauriya Vaishnavas Isvara Parama Krishna Satirananda Vigraha Anadir Adir Govinda Sarva Karana Karana Krishna is the supreme controller. Or if if we take uh, parama as a noun instead of an adjective, then Krishna is the controller and Krishna is supreme. His form is eternal, full of bliss and knowledge. Actually, it's a defect of the English language that we say it like that. But the real way of saying it is, he is Eternity, bliss, knowledge, form. He is. It's not that he has an oh, eternal oh, yes. blissful... But in English you have to say like that. But it, it actually means... He is eternity, bliss, knowledge, form. In English it sounds strange to say that. So we say it in a different way. But it, it's, it's not that he is a being with a form that's a misunderstanding but the form is krishna anadi adi he is he is both anadi beginningless and adi the origin of everything he is govinda the giver of pleasure to the cows the brahmanas the senses the earth and sarva karana karana the cause of all causes This is the first verse of the fifth chapter of Sri Brahma Sanhita. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was on pilgrimage in South India, he came to the temple of Adi Keshavan, which is presently, uh, according to present political division, it's in Kerala. At that time it was, at the time of Bhaktisiddhanta Saurataka, it was at the time of... It was in the Travancore state. travancore that's the that's the that's the uh, that's the, the anglicization. Well Ksivandram is also an anglicization, right? Tirvanandapuram. Make it shorter and shorter. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he heard this this being recited in the temple there, and became very pleased to hear this, and he got the manuscript copied. Nowadays, if you want the manuscript copy, you get a photocopy made, or you scan it. At that time, you had to hire a scribe, someone to write it out by hand on palm leaves, which you had to... It's, it's not that you can just go to the shop and buy some palm leaves. They have to be pre- prepared in advance for writing. So, so to make a book was uh, not as small. And uh, of course this one extent chapter of Rama Samhita is not very extensive.
1: Yeah, we, on, we
0: only have the fifth chapter available. We don't know what nectar is in the previous chapters and maybe there are some following chapters also. But in this fifth chapter alone, in, in, between the first verse and in the prayers with the refrain, Govinda Mahadi Purushantra Mahamma particularly in these verses, it is a summary of all the topics of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, this first verse, which we just recited, describes the majesty of Krishna, His supremacy. Then there is a description of the uh, manifestation of Brahma from Garba Vishnu and how Brahma became enlightened with spiritual knowledge after performing austerity. He was enlightened by Divya Saraswati, the uh, internal potency of the Supreme God, who gives enlightenment and uh, being granted vision or darshan of the Supreme Lord, he composed prayers in ecstasy. And those prayers are quite famous among our, well they're well known, especially among our
1: the Prayers
0: beginning Chintamani, Kalpa Kalpavriksa. Now, this is quite revolutionary actually. if We consider that Brahma, who's born from the massive form of Garbha-Dakshai Vishnu. And Brahma's function is uh, within the material world, to create the material world. So it's uh, very much the uh, awe and reverence kind of thing. The massive form of garbha Vishnu and Brahma, whose form encompasses the whole... I mean, sitting on the lotus... At the top of the universe, but his form also encompasses, his. he also pervades the whole universe. It's called Brahman, Brahma's egg. Is the universe is called that. So, uh, Brahma describes Govinda, who is the origin of everything, the original person. But he doesn't describe the opulent or well, he doesn't principally describe the opulent four-handed form, but he describes the original form, Govinda, as the two-handed form sporting in Vrindavan. Chintamani prakara sadmasu kalpa briksha. He describes, well, the, the first line is, could be Vaikuntha or Vrindavan. Describes the, uh, the houses, the buildings, the walls, they're all of chinitaman of wish-fulfilling so wish-fulfilling jewels. Call it and the trees are all wish-fulfilling trees. So that to a materialist that might seem very good. Well, you can get anything you want. The devotees of Krishna only want paraphernalia for serving Krishna. Then, lakshā Shusura, surabhī rakipāla Then, uh, Krishna he is there herding millions of Surabi cows. Now the, uh, what's they called, Anti- anthropomorphists, those who think that God is a projection, a, m- a mental projection of man, they will say, oh, you see, this must have been a, this must, this Krishna cult must have grown up as a cow herders cult. So they thought that God must be keeping cows because they keep cows. In the Abrahamic religions, they have this idea of God fights on our side and he smashes all our enemies and throws them into hell. Because that's what they're thinking about. The people are thinking about that and they think God should be like that. That means Judaism, Christianity and Islam. Abrahamic religions. But Brahma was not a cowherd boy. He might have thought that, yeah, you, you would expect that he would think of or uh, envision the Supreme as G- Gava Dakshay Vishnu, a huge form with great opulence, bigger even than his form. But Brahma, by the grace of Krishna, became enlightened with the ocean of truth, regarding the ocean of truth. And he just, dis- he was revealed that truth. He is uh, with great affection served by hundreds and thousands of Lakshmis. These are Raja Lakshmis as described in Srimad Bhagavatam. The Gopis they are the uh, Vrindavan goddesses of fortune. Now this is a chintya. This is inconceivable. Because if we project our Mental powers, as far as we, as far as they can, we could never imagine that God would be a cowherd boy. It's not thinkable. You know, we might might think of him as holding a thunderbolt, or, or, uh, holding the justice scales, but being a cowherd boy, we couldn't think of God like that. We couldn't imagine him as such. God means supreme. Cowherd boys are not supreme in any sphere. So how can God be a cowherd boy? Well, that's a chinta, that's inconceivable. He likes to be. Not that he's accepted that position uh, to belittle himself or demean himself. But that is his topmost manifestation of himself. He manifests as Rama, the great king, Mahavishnu, the massive form from whom he, all the universes come, yeah. as Antaryami, the indweller within every heart, as Adivaraha, the uh, pig incarnation, boar incarnation. There are so many forms. But his original form, the topmost form is that of Govinda, Gopala, Yashamwati Nanda, the cowherd boy who is the son of Mother Yashoda. So we have Brahma Samhita, fifth chapter opening with Krishna, who is the supreme controller of transcendental form. and then yeah and there's a, a description of the uh, brief description of the spiritual world and then how the material universes are manifested. Brahma is manifested from the Lotus from Bbadadaksha Vishnu. Garbhu, Takshahi, Vishnu's navel. Brahma is bewildered as to the source of his origin. Having a natural philosophical inclination, he wonders, where did I come from? What a, who am I? What am I doing sitting here on this lotus? Unable to find out by his own endeavor, he heard the two syllables, tap-pa, and understood that he should perform austerity. Tappa means austerity. So, having performed tapasya for a long time, he uh, was blessed with a vision of Krishna and understood the uh, nature of reality. Not everyone who performs tapasya for a long time understands the nature of reality. It depends on uh, why they're performing austerity. The one who performs austerity for material gain does not get anything except material gain. So, uh, Brahma, he was not interested in material gain, and he was also um, highly qualified, even before he started. So, very quickly, I mean, in terms of cosmic time, very quickly, he uh, became acquainted with the ocean of truth. Truth.
1: Uh, it's, it's, it's
0: Tatva Sagan, the, the ocean of, I don't know, anyway, ocean of truth. And he realized himself that although I'm sitting in this universe, which yet to be created by myself, yet to be organized, uh, as a far-headed god, actually, uh, my real position is that I'm a made-servant of Krishna. So we have all this technical information about Brahma and the universe, and then Brahma bursts out. In ecstasy, describing Krishna in Vrindavan, it is unimaginable to those who are searching for the Supreme. The Supreme must be vast, great, powerful, uh, and very difficult to access. That's one of Krishna's names, Durgam, difficult to access. So Krishna is all those things, but in his supreme aspect he is a cowhap one. Brahma des- describes Krishna right we all know. Venam kwa nantamaravinda dalaya ta shambha vatantama sitam bodasundara n dara koti kama niya vishesha This this uh the very sound of Brahma's recitation is beautiful, and the subject he is describing is beautiful, with a flute to his lips, his eyes like lotus petal, with a peacock feather in his hair, and his body as beautiful as a black cloud. His bodily beauty tinged with the hue of blue clouds is the way Siddhanta Sāsaritāga has presented this. Then, Kandarapakoti Kamaniya Shobham. His beauty is, is a specific beauty that is uh, attractive even more than that of millions of cupids. This, Brahma says, is the original person, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govinda, who I worship.
1: Alola
0: Chandrakala Sadhana He has swinging earrings, Chandraka earrings. His body is decorated with a garland of forest flowers. We always hear about Krishna being decorated with forest flowers. One important when, we, when there's a temple, It's very important to have fresh flowers for Krishna. More important than having gold and jewels is to have fresh flowers for Krishna. A temple should have a flower garland, flower garden, so that fresh flowers can be regularly offered to Krishna. But uh, if there's some forest nearby, then just the devotees can go and pick the flowers that grow just wild by themselves and make a garland and that will be even more pleasing to Krishna. And what's the next So, uh, yeah, his whole body is decorated. Yeah, he has forest flowers, and his whole body is decorated with various jewels. He's always engaged in amorous pastimes. Amorous means love, prana, prana, prema and uh, very artistic also. All the arts are manifest in Vrindavan, all for serving Krishna. shamam chri lalita niyatav And his, uh, his threefold blackish, threefold bending blackish form, his charming form is always manifest. So like this in various ways, uh, Brahmā, he describes... The beautiful form and pastimes of Krishna. And he also warns, Pantastu Koti Shatapatsada yo Vayora Thapi Manasomuni Pungavanam, Sopyasti tat pra- what is it? Sopyasti Yad Prabhatta, Hm? Abhichincha Tatnam, that's it, yes. Govinda Madhipurushamta Mahamudra. That's the important word. That Krishna is avicincha Even if we have a very good brain and we think about it a lot, we still, by our brain power, we cannot understand Krishna. Even if we get very fine thought processes by uh, following the yoga system, pranayama, and make the, make the thoughts in a very... Uh, very dynamic level, so that we are able to make the mind move at, this, at the speed of the wind. Some of the yogis, they, they achieve tremendous mental powers. So, Pyasti Yad Prabhadisimya Vinchit Chintyataka. But they cannot even approach to the, even close to the border of Krishna's lotus feet. Simply cannot find Krishna by any material method whatsoever. Krishna reveals Himself to the devotees who are interested in serving Him. Atashri Krishna indriyai This is a very important verse, you should all learn this verse. That Krishna, His name, form, qualities, pastimes, paraphernalia, dham, associates, everything about Him is not understandable by any material means. Sometimes people say, show me God. What qualification have they got to see Him? is, Is it such an easy thing that you can just see God with your two eyes? Krishna is not perceivable to the mundane senses. But He reveals Himself to those who are inclined to serve and that service begins by the tongue the tongue this is all inconceivable now, who would think that the tongue is the way to god realization if you stick your tongue out that's considered rude eh? is it to show your tongue or in bengali culture that shows some kind of shame or something like that is it in i think not in tamil culture is it also Yeah. So I think throughout the world it's considered something unusual to show your tongue. But the tongue is the means to realize Krishna. By chanting the name of Krishna. Okay. So?
1: Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Hare
0: eating. Bhakti yoga. Eating yoga. Generally we think of yoga, not eating. But this yoga is must eat. No eating, no yoga. No eating, then don't get Krishna. But even the eating that is in the spirit of service, chanting is in the spirit of service that's the important point in a spirit of service just this little point has to be understood and everything is understood as we just said (laughs) Jiv krishna das ebi shas korle ta ardu kane we are jiva we are eternal spirit soul we are not the body we are eternal servants of Krishna we simply have to understand this accept this and all our problems are finished because all our problems are caused by not accepting it. So, all these questions come up that, uh, you know, just like, you know, I'll do my degree as a service to Krishna and I'll study and we'll have a great career and all this. But the whole point is is it, is it actually motivated by service to Krishna? Do we know what service to Krishna means? It's just like we meet so many, we go in so many shops and offices. And people say, oh, I'm a karma yogi. (laughs) They're not karma yogis, they're just karmas, they're just (laughs) working. But they like to think, I'm a karma yogi. Just in their imagination, they're working as yoga for a higher principle. So in the same way, well, it is, everything should be done for the satisfaction of Krishna. Uh, Bhakti yoga is different to karma yoga simple, to put it in a simple way we can say that karma yoga means to do what we want to do and offer the results or some of the results to Krishna and bhakti yoga means to do what Krishna wants us to do so the idea that well I will fulfill all my material desires and offer that to Krishna well maybe it's karma yoga. If one is actually in pure consciousness, then maybe if it's required, he can do this degree and everything specifically as a service to Krishna. Hare Krishna. Uh, any questions? I had a question this morning. You wanted to ask a question after a request this morning? No, he didn't. All right.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. All right. I have a
0: the question there. Materialist, or do you mean the uh, those who adhere to the philosophical misconception that of undifferentiated monism? Because generally we don't have that much discourse with, with the uh, generally we don't have that much discourse with like hardcore mayavadi's.
1: Uh, oh, that helps.
0: What should we do? Well, that I was discussed this morning, right? Asat-sangyati-age-vaiṣṇava-accha uh, sanghi ekasadhu Krishna bhakta The Vaishnava is typified by giving up association with non-devotees. And the two types of non-devotees are those who are addicted to the association of women for sense gratification, and those who are determined non-devotees of Krishna. So the best thing is keep association with devotees. Kali yoga is very difficult, as you might have noticed. Therefore, Harem nama Harem nama hare nama eva kevalam Kalam nas hare nas hare nas hare hare ranyata. Is an ocean of faults. Kale Dorshanide Raja Nasti Eko Mahanguna Krishna Sya Mukta Param is an ocean of faults, but uh, we can cross over that ocean and go to Krishna by Krishna Kirtan. But that means we actually have to chant the holy names. We are contaminated by association with non devotees. Even if we go among non devotees for preaching, some effect of their plant association may be there. Unless and until we're fully, uh, strong in Krishna consciousness, then we're likely to be affected by others. Therefore, we have to practice Krishna conscious very strongly by hearing and chanting about Krishna assiduously. Give some hours every day. If not all day, then some hours every day to hearing and chanting about Krishna. That will help to keep us pure in this contaminated age. Any more questions? When Shula Prabhupada performed the first initiation ceremony in the Western world. After it was over, after, after he initiated the devotees, he told them that, well, they asked him the same question, and he said that the disciples should think of the Guru as good as the Supreme Personality of God. After ah. he initiated them. That's what Shastra said which leads to some disbelief and therefore some people say well that can't be true that must be exaggerated or maybe the uh, maybe the gurus aren't really gurus because they don't really seem to be as good as god anyway that's what shastra says Sriman bhagavatam krishna himself says it not as god but as good as in as much as represents god guru is supposed to represent god by acting in Krishna consciousness and guiding others in Krishna consciousness. And the disciple, we read Prabhupada the other day from his lecture, the disciple accepts the instructions of the Guru as his life and so on. There is a book uh, available in English, The Spiritual Master and the Disciple, an anthology of Srila Prabhupada's writings on this topic. Yeah. going back to Godhead, that's ultimately up to Krishna. So you can't say exactly. But the injunction is there in Shastra that one should come out of family attachment from the age of 50, because uh, family attachment is that which destroys spiritual understanding. patya, what is it? Dehapathya kalatradishu admasayameshi satsvabhi. Apaschatam aamatattam grihesu grihamedinam. These are from the very first instructions of Shukadeva Goswami that, uh, one, uh, or the grihamedi, or the attached householder, uh, accepts as his shelter his body, He accepts as reality his body, his children, his wife and so on. Even though they are unasat, temporary, without any real reality, he accepts them as actual reality. Thus he is blind to knowledge of self-realization. So these are the very, these are the stern warnings of Srimad Bhagavatam. Which, nowadays, we're just nice to everyone, so we don't discuss that much. But that kind of niceness is a violence. The niceness by which we watch people uh, spoil their chance for going back to Godhead, that's not niceness. The words of Bhagavatam are words of harsh reality. They hurt, no doubt, because we we take these attachments as being intrinsic to my reality. It's like Karna was born with that armor
1: directly directly on his body.
0: So when he had to take it off, it must have been extremely painful to do so. So these material attachments, we, we take it as part of our very being, although it is not. So to cut them is very painful, and we don't want to give anyone pain, do we? But the doctor's duty is to give pain to heal others doctor has to lance a boil which is painful. If the boil is to be treated he says, no, no, I don't want to give any pain then he's completely foolish and rascal. He's not a doctor at all. He must give pain for the benefit of the uh, afflicted person. So this idea that that we, we shouldn't discuss these things people might become disturbed this is this is bizarre in the in the society of the devotees to, to say that we shouldn't discuss these things because people may become disturbed. It's is what's this? Some clown's act or what, what's going on here? We we're, we're supposed to discuss these
1: things.
0: And I'll take one more question. And go. Hey, go ahead, whatever's that. I'm just gonna kill. I'm not gonna go. It okay, quite long. It's a
1: short I wonder the answer can be long.
0: In, in one book, what's that? In one book, what?
1: In one book, the author has written... The author. Okay. I didn't... Book distribution is the topmost service and all the services are subordinate. Is this subordinate code correct for other services? In well,
0: Srila Prabhupada wrote in, the, in a Prabhupada in the ninth canto of the Bhagavatam that in our Krishna conscious movement, all services are centered around distribution of books. Elsewhere, he clarified that all services are transcendental if they're executed for the pleasure of Krishna. So in a materialistic way, if we try to emphasize, my service is better than yours, that's not devotional service at all. At the same time, Prabhupāda is making it very clear how much emphasis he's putting toward this distribution of his books. If we can escape from this mentality of thinking, I am better than others, then we could start to serve Krishna. As long as we have that mentality, whatever we do, even if we distribute lots of books, it may not be very pleasing to Krishna. But if one has that mentality, then you won't be able to, we won't be able to distribute books for a long time anyway, or do anything, because that mentality... Drags us to material life. It doesn't help us to advance in Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Hare, Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Rama. Hare Hare. Hare, Hare. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Srila Prabhupada ki jant. Seva mukhe hi ji vado swayame purati Chant Prasadam again. Prasad seva. Serving Prasadam. Honoring honouring Prasad.
1: Hare Krishna, thank you very much.